Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Film Nerds Hour. Yes, if you have really good ears, you notice we're recording in a different space. Wouldn't that be great? If they if they paused one minute in and were like, wait a second, this I audio doesn't sound like a basement. <laughs> I feel disturbance in the Schwartz. That means that somebody's stalking us, I think, as well. And I'm okay that might with be... that. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I do some pretty weird things. so I, I need don't... more people around me, just in general. So a stalker, I'm like... Eh. I, I don't think people want to see what I do in my free time. They definitely don't want to see what I do in my free time. Also... Look, I made a peanut butter pterodactyl. On a, on a note for all film buffs, have you noticed that Google keeps doing stupid stuff? <laughs> We're like... trash the the giant trillion dollar conglomerate that is google right now yes because <laughs> if you go to look up a movie now like let's yeah. see you look up by carly and you want to see what other childhood uh shows and stuff to reference yeah you have to scroll down to people also search under the cast yeah I, what's your problem with that i liked it when i could just slide over because now every time i keep sliding over and i'm like people also search for is no longer there oh yeah you have to scroll down now yeah, and it makes me upset, because I'm also like, did they change how many are there? I mean, at least they have all the sequels there now, but... Do you, do you not like change? Is that your thing? No, I don't. Why? I really don't. If it you, depends on the change, actually, yeah, to be I was completely say, honest. You, you gotta be open to some change, at least, because if things aren't changing, they're not moving forward. Which brings, which is a great way to segue the changes that'll be happening to our channel. Do we want to say too much, or...? Well, we will say for now that we are going to be... Uh, Assuming you guys have listened to the other one or two episodes before this one comes out, um, you guys, uh, as you know, will probably notice that we are in a different space. We will be in a different space at, again, yeah. again for a while. Um, and YouTube might get more than just audio. <laughs> yeah, you might be lucky enough to finally get some raw video footage. I don't know if lucky is the term I'm going to use. <laughs> oh, they can be graced by black Jesus. Okay, well, what about white white Jesus? What about me? That doesn't exist. That's a myth. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, joke from the movie First Sunday. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. It's an Ice Cube comedy movie where they uh, rob a church. And they're, his, him and his partner in the church like looking for the collection plate to take all of it and he puts a, a flashlight up to a photo of jesus and he goes he's staring at me who white jesus <laughs> what jesus oh and um what's his name cat williams plays the choir director <laughs> it's so funny hello officer well, how are you on this evening <laughs> well well yeah taking it to a more serious place we are also going to be bringing you now the episode that is Overlord, mm -hmm. um, an amazing movie that um, we do have a blooper of this, but essentially, um, this is a this <laughs> Can't is wait a for people to hear that blooper. It's like fifteen minutes of audio for one and a half minutes of payoff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, 
to give you guys a rundown, uh, this is a movie by that J.J. Abrams produced. Uh, it came back, it came out back in 2018. Uh, when I first saw this trailer for this, I was intrigued, but also yeah. very skeptical because it, it gave the sense of like a zombie mutation, as it is a uh, World War Two kind of creature feature film without really nailing in like the singular creature. Yeah, I remember when that trailer first came out, people kept calling it uh, "Cod Zombies" the movie. And it's way better than that would have been. <laughs> yeah, well, except World War II Zombies wasn't too bad. Yeah. They did pretty well for what it was. Um, Can you pause it real quick? Sorry, I just saw my dad's. Yeah, so, that, you know what really caught me about that trailer um, that made me instantly be like, I want to see this movie? It was, it was all synced to ACDC's Hell's Bells. Yeah, that is true. Um, Great song. The, the trailer... And, and this is one of the few instances that the trailer looks as epic as the movie is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it I... Off. It is one of my favorites. I don't see how it got 67 audience scores. I do agree with the 81. I'd go as, as far as to say that I personally thought it would be about an 85, 86. Yeah. You know? I do love how if you Google Overlord, one of the images that comes up is for the movie Dead Snow. Which, great movie. Well, it also deals with kind of like a Nazi zombie type movie. Yeah, but so it's, for... more, it's more of a curse, because they steal gold. Ah, sure. okay. <laughs> They're Nazis. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, uh, for, for you guys uh, who want to know, um, this was produced by J.J. Abrams. His company, uh, Bad Robot. Yeah, which has a little bit of lens flares, but they were actually well-placed. No offense to J.J. Abrams. I lens just, flare! <laughs> I, I, there's something about Star Trek 09, and I'm glad he toned it down in Into Darkness. Literally every damn scene in Star Trek 09 yeah. on the bridge was a fucking lens flare. And I'm sitting there like, ah, no more lens flare. So you, this movie did a good job at managing that. Do you think... You're at the point, because I'm almost there. Do you think you're at the point, as far as seeing films and stuff, where someone could show you a movie and you could probably guess the director based on the camera work? <laughs> I think I'm getting close to it. I need to get a little more into independent films. Yeah. And well, I mean, those like, directors a bit more. more mainstream directors. Like, mainstream directors, probably. Yeah. Honestly, because everybody has their certain style. Everyone's got their thing. I've seen so many that I probably could at least go make a short that's similar to what they've done. Probably. So, um, but this was directed by Julius Avery, an Australian screenwriter and director. He did uh, Son of the Gun in 2014 that starred Ewan McGregor, mm -hmm. uh, which I believe was about a prison break or something like that. Probably. Um, then he also did a couple of shorts, uh, Jerry Can in 2008 and Yardbird in 2012. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then a 2020... Two now film is coming up. Uh, it's an American superhero film directed by him, starring Sylvester Stallone, called Samaritan. Mm -hmm. um, which I wonder if that's going to be along the lines of a movie that came out this year with uh, called Arch Enemy with uh, what is what is his name again? Arch Enemy Joe Manganiello. Joe Joe Manganiello, yes, who played Flash Thompson in Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man yes. trilogy. He, he played Flash Thompson in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. You. Oh. And Deathstroke in the DCU. And Deathstroke in the DCU. You, um, some ladies out there listening to this might know him as the character Big Dick Richie in the Magic Mike movies. <laughs> That's right, he was in those. Because there's, uh, there's a scene that uh, where it's just a silhouette of him dancing. It's just a shadow. 
And then at the end of him dancing, he rips a G-string to reveal the shadow of, you know, the only way I can describe it is... A giant snake. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we'll also just kind of break down some of the casts yes, here uh, that are in it for the most part. John, John Magaro, I'm going to say straight off the bat. He, he was great as a character you hate, you know? Yeah, which, uh... He's a great jarhead asshole. He, he... I know him mostly from his TV work, because he was the main antagonist in the first season of The Umbrella Academy. He was also in the Jack... The first season of Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan series. Oh, yeah, he was in Orange is the New Black for a bit, Mm -hmm. too. He was in Unbroken, War Machine. And will be in the upcoming prequel series to the Sopranos TV show, The Many Saints of Newmark. That's not a series, that's a movie. Or... The Many Saints of Newark? Yeah, I thought I said movie. Oh, you said said prequel series. I think you meant to say prequel to the series, The Sopranos. Yes, the prequel movie to The Sopranos series. Oh, and he was in Finest Hours, which I liked that movie. Um, and then my favorite, which is how I came to like this actor, which uh, you guys will know for two different things. Wyatt Russell, the son of Kurt Russell, um, who I was very happy to see in this movie because it seems like each Hollywood child has their kind of creature feature. If there are any kids from the 80s or 60s with Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. her mom was the original scream, scream queen in Psycho. Yeah. And Jamie went on to be in Halloween, as you guys know. Yeah, and um, her mom made a ca- small cameo in Halloween H2O, which is no longer canon, but... Yeah. Well, depending on what canon you want to believe. Yeah, depending on the timeline. But, the new um, timeline is no longer. But he, um... No, no, that scene was great because when she's leaving, they play a little bit of the psycho theme in the background. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a great scene. Fun, fun. If you know, like, you know, the history of horror. And then, uh... You will also know that uh, Kurt Russell was in the original John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, His son, Wyatt. Yeah, who was... Uh, he was um, U.S. agent, or John I was Walker say that. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So he, he was, was in, in 22 Jump Street, the second Goon movie. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of he does a lot of work. He was in... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in The Walking Dead, The Oath. That was a... Um, when they did online Walking Dead short films. Hmm. I think you guys will definitely recognize him as John Walker, the as U.S. agent from The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think that's probably where most people recognize him from. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great. This is the movie that made me very excited when they announced him as John Walker for the series. It made me incredibly excited, and I was overwhelmed with excitement to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier and I really hope we get to see more of him uh, in the future because he's just very talented. And he's one of the few cases that I think shows because he's also declined to take on any of his father's few, uh, past roles. And I think he's one of the few actors that doesn't linger which, in uh, apparent shadow. Which, okay, I get that. But I'm sorry if they remake... Um Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. with his long hair, he's perfect. Snake Plissken. Yep. See, they he's asked perfect. him. They asked him to, if he would ever do three, and he said absolutely not. 
I don't want to do any of my father's rooms. I want to be my own person. And I believe that those times have come. Let somebody else do it. I get it, but win an Oscar and just, you know, for us, for the for the cult movie fans. We're not asking you to to be uh, Jack, what's his last name, from Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, Jack Tal... Uh, no. Talbot? Barrett? The cult movie community is going to hate us. Hold on. I'm Let thinking of check- Jack Townstead because of the book, Tales from the Gas Station. Let me just check my brain phone. Brain phone. Clever cover-up. Yeah, no, my brain... Burton. Oh. Jack Burton, yes. See, I should remember that because that's the main line he has in those movies. He goes, you know, there's something old Jack Burton used to say. Blah, 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 blah. Who's Jack Burton? Me! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of like that he's kind of just being his own person more. I get it, but again... Because, I mean, once you, once you get pegged with those, it's really hard to come the, out. It's the cult movie fan in me that just wants... I just want it, you know? I just want it in my life. I mean, I'll quick say my revelation thought. It's kind of like, I would love to see more of this if they did make a sequel to this movie. I don't see... The, it would probably have to be more of an anthology. I don't really want to see a sequel to Overlord. I think it's perfect no, as is, and the way they left it was perfect. They tied in a perfect bow that, like, makes no opening, I don't think, for any sequels. To which, some people were like, no, I want to see a sequel. Some, I'm like, no, some- I... Things are best forgotten. Yeah, some things are just well forgotten. I don't know if that's the left word. forgotten. Some, some things are just left are best like just one and done. I'm talking about like uh, if you guys have seen the movie um, or want to, you can watch it on Hulu, uh, YouTube TV, Sling TV, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play Movies and TV or Vudu. It's only for rent, unfortunately, right now, guys. But it's definitely worth the money. Overlord. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I think you could buy it for. It might be on a sale. That's why it's saying $7.99 on uh, Voodoo right now because they are having a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, our main character is played by Joven Edipo, who he was in Fences, he was in the Stand series. Sorry for your loss. The left. Yeah, the newer one. He was in. He was in Watchmen. Yeah, and he was in the newer. St- the stand. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's intuitive. He was in Mother, which I never saw, but you said was just weird. I give it another round. It is one of those movies that you really need to prepare yourself for mentally. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, that's that's everything Aronofsky directs, though. That I don't know. That was I watch a lot of movies that I don't have to prep for, and that movie really set me back for a few days. Again, have you watched a lot of Darren Aronofsky films? Oh. All of his movies are prep. Freaking Requiem for a Dream. That movie broke me. The Wrestler, which he produced, not directed, but um, Black Swan, that movie's freaking weird. That's all of Aronofsky's that. stuff, though. Did he do Noah? Because that was terrible. Um, I think he might have produced Noah. I don't think he... The Kurt Russell Noah? Yeah. Let me see. No, he did direct it. Darren, why? See, I think he might have directed... Oh, no, he didn't do... Aftermath with Schwarzenegger. He directed Pi. He did direct 1998's Pi. That one was weird, too. He makes a lot of weird stuff, okay? Yeah. I'd say if you guys are going to watch Mother, though, just be... Really cautious with the it's religious the, implications. Yes, in religious there. implications and under. And I think that's probably why that had such a stronger effect. Cause yeah. That 
It's the things that you think about but don't ever really think about. Well, and also, I think, again, I think it just had a stronger effect also because it's Aronofsky. And I don't know how he does it, but he knows how to get into people's brains and just, like, whirl around in there. Somebody who's willing to ask those questions and make it publicly known and make people question stuff. That's how. He's ballsy. I will give him that. He is ballsy. So. And then, um... um, Who else is in here? Because the the main Nazi guy, he's not really... He's not really well-known. Those are really our main core characters that we have. Ian. Ian, who plays, um... Oh, God, who does he play? Sorry. Morton Chase. Yes, plays Chase. He's, he's, He's in the majority of the film. Except for the final act. Which, by the way, I, I do firmly believe the final act might be the best act as far as, like, action goes, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if writing-wise. But... I, I did find it funny. Well, I love their long shot, too, that they did for the end. That was um, But Meg Foster was apparently the aunt in here, too, even though you don't see her, which I found yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, I love Meg Foster. She's terrifying to me. Well, yeah, no offense to her, but she looks terrifying. Her eyes are very, very blue. They're bluer like, than any other person like that they, I've ever seen. Like, listen, there's blue, and then there's her eyes. Like, they're, they're, okay, there's blue, and then there's Mel Gibson-style eyes. Yeah, like, she looks like an android. <laughs> like, And again, no no diss to Meg Foster. She seems cool. She seems like she's in a lot of great stuff, but, like, it just it pierces your soul and makes you pee yourself. That's what made her, having her in Jeepers Creepers yeah. movies were so creepy. But she was in The Stepfather, too, as well. Oh, that's right. And in a Rutger Hauer movie, um, Blind Fury. Oh, I love Rutger Hauer. And I want to see that one really bad. And then Bokeem Woodbine is great for his little bit as the sergeant. You guys might know him as Shocker from Spider-Man Homecoming. I wasn't sure about these things at first, but damn. Damn. It's it's how he says it, just like, damn. (laughs) Like, he was really into it. Well, I think he was, if you could see that you could do all that with just a couple of gloves, yeah, you would definitely be like, And Jacob, I did not just do that, did I? Exactly. <laughs> and Jacob Anderson plays a small role in it, too, as Dawson. And I like Jacob Anderson. He's Grey Worm in Game of Thrones, guys. He does a lot of great stuff. Yeah. He's also a rapper named Rally Ritchie. Rally, I'm sorry, what? His rap name is Rally Ritchie. But if you look at it phonetically, it should be pronounced Relagaha. <laughs> so he has a weird speech problem. Got I guess. It. I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. Or spelling. Yeah. But. And I haven't seen the girl. Ma, ma, I'm sorry. The girl who plays uh, Chloe. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. She was in boss level. That's right. She was in boss level. Okay. Yeah, we pretty much got a pretty solid cast for for this movie, which was mm-hmm. more or less just kind of a blockbuster in a good it really way. Really was. I really liked it. Yeah, it was kind of that summer blockbuster feel. Oh, uh, hmm. Oh, I think it did it very, very well for what it was, and I was surprised by it and how well it did it. Mhm. It was really good. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, so uh. For any of you guys who are like World War Two fans and have like yeah. a lot of the speculations of Nazis, World War Two. I think, and I think what it is is that 
when they make these kind of horrific experiments, like the Wolfenstein games, it's fun because it makes that killing Nazis or seeing them defeated that much more fun. Mm -hmm. But we also know that the Nazis were just relentless, brainwashed, or just very politically incorrect and horrible people. Yeah, exactly. So seeing them get crushed was like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, so I think... You'll enjoy the things that happened to Nazis in this movie, I think, people. Right. So I think getting to see those kinds of movies where there's a creature feature involving the Nazis is always fun, especially when they turn and destroy them instead. Yeah. That's always an immediate red flag for me, as it should be for everyone else. Like, I had, I'm not going to say his name, but I had a, um, I had a guy in my school, I can't remember what class it was, but... I remember this excuse he gave for not doing an assignment. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do the assignment because I was, I was reading. But there's like a, there's a different, there's a line <laughs> of interesting. Like I would never meet someone, I would never want to talk to someone who the first thing they say is like, my favorite book is Mein Kampf. Like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you guys don't know, that's the book Hitler wrote about his life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, stuff like that. But, I mean, it's definitely... And I think a part of it, too, is that it's very much what we suspect about our own government. Yeah. So, a lot of people do. So, well, the experimentation part. Not, yeah, yeah, Nazis. I know that. I know that. No, so I think a lot of people... <laughs> With our last per the last person we had in the White House, maybe the Nazi still. Um, I think it was definitely something that people kind of maybe look at those types of movies and kind of like seeing a government that we know for sure is just corrupt. It's always... There's a comic I read where World War One was fought with dragons. Like, of course I love historical fiction. <laughs> it's, it's just a very interesting look into things and a lot of possibilities that... Like, huh, that could have happened and nobody would ever know it because of that reason. That was kind of the point of the show we just that just came out, What If? Because they say in the middle of the episode, like, one decision changes everything. Like, yeah. Which is interesting. Cause, it's butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, so I definitely like kind of these time period movies because it also limits. It's a very big... Because we're going to sum up the... We're going to sum up the plot... For, for you guys real quick. You guys know the deal of the show at this point. It's been over a year. Uh, but yeah, go... As many as the Suicide Squad. No, oh, that movie is art. <laughs> and further proves that the Snyderverse could be more alive than you think, haters. Hater. I like how you're addressing them, but you're addressing them like a 40-year-old father. Listen, haters. I don't appreciate you getting all up in my biz, you dig? Well, now you just sound like Jerry Smith. You're all in my grizzly grill, and I do not enjoy it. <laughs> it's my favorite character to do, is the white guy trying to talk gangster. All of my... When I'm in the hood with my homies drinking the scissorp, I, uh, I have a good time. <laughs> I want to make a movie like that, just because if anybody Please walked up... Please cast me. Please. <laughs> just because if anybody in real life walked up to me to that, I would be more like, are you just high What's or... Up, yo? Are you honestly trying to get yourself beat up? <laughs> What's going on in the his house? <laughs> it's like if, Mar if Michael Sarah played Shaft. <laughs> Let's go get some hoes, guys. <laughs> That would be a nightmare to see. I would love to watch that movie. Are you kidding me? 
Donald Glover does a bit where he said he would go broke seeing it at the movie theater. <laughs> it would be terrible because it would be Michael Sarah in such an interesting way. Yeah. But, but, but yes, Overlord. So it opens with them on the uh, on the plane, right? Yeah, which we get a kind of a traditional World War II. They're heading into paratrooper drop. Yeah, and they're heading into the enemy territory. He's Noah's already getting bored, guys. <laughs> Um, no, he, uh, they're going to drop because they need to destroy a church where Germans have set up a disruption tower because it's right before D-Day. And if the tower doesn't get disrupted, then the ships won't know where to land or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which we all know what unfortunately happened during D-Day, which was... Oh, God. Watch the movie Saving Private Ryan. Like, we know what happened on D-Day. If you ever want (laughs) to see what basically the real suicide squad was in history unfortunately i'd say that was it i would never i'm sorry i would never be that stupid to be like on that boat not be on that boat but to be the guy on the boat who's like yeah i'll be at the first when the when the the thing opens sure (laughs) you're dead (laughs) i feel bad for everybody because they all kind of knew it was going to happen and they they all had to have known what was going to happen and they all had to sit there like was it true that they shot people who tried to jump out of the boat? Probably. <laughs> or no, that wasn't another thing, but I could see I that. would well, back then it was pretty much you desert, you're a traitor, so. That was, a, that was a thing in the movie The Dirty Dozen. You have three options. Either you say you're a deserter here and we court-martial and hang you. You go to war and desert us and I shoot you myself. Or you go to war and comply. Your choice. <laughs> Which, for those of you who haven't seen The Suicide Squad, we're taking a lot of jabs. You should go watch it after this movie. Please do. If it's still available to you on HBO Max. I would say right after you listen to this review of this movie mm-hmm. or go watch Overlord, you should really go watch Suicide Squad after this. Yes. It's perfect. Please. But uh, that was a very interesting choice, too, that I was like, yeah, you know what? That so-and-so was not getting out of that, no. and I don't see where the threat really was. Well, what were you threatening not, the person with? I'm not revealing anything because I'm not saying the character's name. But I think one of my favorite moments in that movie is four and a half minutes in. I'm the one who contacted Face Gone. <laughs> well, yeah, there was that. <laughs> we all knew he was going to die. We knew it. But yeah, the last guy who's like, I'm just sitting there like, huh. <laughs> yeah, you're threatening yeah. the person who... They know it's coming, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Like, mm. no, yeah. Please, everyone, watch James Gunn's *The Suicide Squad*. Not only to support directors, be Daniela Melichor, I believe is how you pronounce her last name, because she was awesome. That's the only reason. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, we we open up on the D-Day plane, and the day before, D- night before, or the D-Day. yeah, before. Um, it should be called D-Day the night before. <laughs> Makes it sound like a hangover movie. <laughs> and we basically just kind of get your 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 traditional yeah, World War II. They're gonna they're gonna jump. You know, you get the classic character archetypes of one guy's super nervous and the other guy's like, "Man, you're all you know, p words and stuff like that." You know. Yeah, and your typical debriefing and whatnot. So it starts itself off, and that's what I really like. This, th- no matter how you you slice this movie, mm-hmm. it always feels like a World War Two movie. Yeah, which is something that I think a lot of 
horror films tend to forget when they take place in a time period, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, this actually feels like Saving Private Ryan mixed with Dawn of the Dead, you know? Yeah, and, and you still realize that the Nazis are a present threat beyond just, oh, yeah, we're Nazis, and also we're the villains of this movie. You really feel the... Oh, wow, they really are still Nazis. Yeah, because they're in the plane, they're getting ready to jump, and then just shells go through, and you see, like, like people don't just get shot and fall over. Like, people explode. Like, yeah, like, they took the time to actually make it, like, oh, How it this, is, yeah. this is what would have happened in that situation. My other favorite uh, line in there, because of how true it was, mm-hmm. is when the commander says... Stop panicking. This is the job. Yeah, I love that line. Because, so. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is what you signed up for. Either way, well, not even. Some what of, you've been training for. Some of those people are just drafted in there. Yeah. And that, that was, like, the best part well, for me. because it they was were a, drafted. The draft was never... It, the only time it was used was during Vietnam. That's true. Yeah, but that's because um, so many people were opposed to the war. They literally didn't have enough soldiers to fight in it, so... They did the very shitty thing of, yeah, you have to. Or you die. To which I love, can I just say, like, all, like, I know I I have friends who are in the military or formerly in the military or going to be in the military. They're cool people, whatever. Um, Just to say one thing about military's efficiency, just a quick thing. I'm not saying a negative or positive thing. I'm just mentioning this. My brother has cerebral palsy, and he got a letter last week about joining the army. Research, people. <laughs> they do. They're just desperate. He's in a wheelchair, Noah, and he can't speak. <laughs> they but, can't be that desperate. <laughs> you know, I... Stop making a straight face. You want to laugh? Do it. Do I, it. it. It is our government. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't say that they're yeah. not desperate. I know. I was rejected by the army. As was I, <laughs> to yeah. an extent. Why were you rejected, if I can ask? Anxiety issues. Oh. I was rejected because of my heart condition and my eyesight. That makes sense. You can't be night blind and yeah. shooting a gun. Otherwise, you uh, you might you also, spray bullets all over people who don't need to Let it be known to anyone listening to this, I am the last person you want to be in a platoon with. I'd be the guy who, like, they're like, we have to go north. I'd be like, I don't know which way north is. I'm going to stay here, you guys. Dead. Yeah, basically the same for me. I'm the guy who, like, gunfire starts and I stand up. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) That is why I'd be the one person who tries to be the smart black guy. I'd be the guy in the first episode of Lost who's wandering around on the beach and gets sucked into the jet turbine. Okay? (laughs) We saw that in Eli Roth's... uh... The Green Inferno as well. No, no, no. He didn't get sucked into a jet turbine. Don't misquote. He ran. (laughs) He he ran that direction and got hit in the face by the propeller. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) Well, at least we know that uh, he uh, survival of the fittest. Yeah. Um, Well, to be honest, after seeing that movie, I think that was the tamest way someone died. (laughs) <laughs> like, of all the ways you could have died in that movie, I think I would take Propeller to the skull. Because at least it'd be freaking quick. <laughs> well, besides the decapitation, of course. Yeah. Um. What's so instant? 
but basically yeah. that that was one of the best the best quotes of this movie this was is that the job, yeah. this is the job and you're just sitting there like and they are getting paid wow because mm-hmm. well because honestly you're never gonna tell a bunch of people don't tell me that any government is gonna tell their soldiers it's this bad they're gonna say oh yeah it's pretty bad yeah but even if they wanted to tell you how bad it was going to be they they couldn't there there would be no war is not one of those that's measured by oh i could tell you how bad it's going to be it's not something anyone can prepare for because no one has had the same past and can can be prepared for the same kind of experience you know right and it's just like war is just terrible there is no winner in war yeah and i and i hate when people think that that's not true there is one winner in war um mortician People pretty much who, people ev- who do burial sites, they win pretty well. Anybody who has, yeah, the the post, um, undertakings. mortem and undertakings, those are about the only people who win. Mm-hmm. But you know, other than that, countries never win. They succeed. The country, the government might have won, but like the country and stuff, they never win. Government go- contractors who sell guns. <laughs> Yeah, which is something... Tony Stark did very well. <laughs> yeah. Which, surprisingly, is one of the few things that The Last Jedi actually did pretty well with mm-hmm. Benicio Del Toro's character. Like, yeah, you see how many people are not stopping the war because they're profiting so well? Exactly. <laughs> like, the other person, the other people that profit from war, it's more so after the war. Look up, just for you guys at home, look up the people who get paid by their government to find mines left over after a war and like defuse them you make a killing doing that no pun intended yeah well because it's like oh yeah step on it and explode (laughs) and there's no guarantee you'll die either which is that's a common misconception about mines because a lot of people think like the second you step on it you die no it's when you release the pressure yeah otherwise (laughs) That's the whole reason, so they don't blow themselves up while they're planting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a bear trap where the second you step on it, you it closes in. Yeah, which bear traps are terrible. Fuck Thank that. God we don't have that. But speaking of mines, after uh, I'm trying to remember our main character's name again, uh, Private Boyce. Yeah, after they jump, um, which he basically gets pushed out because his plane is about to collapse. It's in itself. half. It's in half. <laughs> yeah, everybody's pretty much that was on there, including the commander, has died. Yeah. Uh, everybody else. Uh, yeah, and uh, basically he jumps down. We get a couple of cool underwater shots that were filmed very well. Uh, the CGI, the special effects in here were amazing. Seeing it felt like you were actually watching a World War II movie with a bunch of bombs. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it was just CGI. They really took the time. This is something uh, that I also want to point out all the way to the end of the movie. This movie is, I would say, almost infamously good compared to other movies yeah. because of the fact of continuity. Mm-hmm. It leaves bodies in the same place. You can have a shot of them being inside a building for 20 minutes. Yeah. They will come back out and bodies will still be there, even on like the edge of the screen. Mm-hmm. Like this, they, The production team that... Yeah. That, that worked on this with Bad Robot and whoever worked with Julius. Wow. They they paid so much attention to detail and it and it brought you into the universe that much more. Because it was just... 
it's little stuff that when you, you when know, you th- notice it, you can't not. Yeah, and it, and there's something to be said, I think, about those little things where it's like, well, even people don't notice it. It's also because it doesn't feel that empty. Like somebody, somebody noticed in the Suicide Squad that you can see a crew member via a reflection, and I'm like, how long were you looking until you found that? Right, and see, I, here's what I like about it. I, I think all movies should be filled with those continuity things because if you can find on your first viewing yeah if you're really paying attention your eyes really shouldn't wander no otherwise that means that you're doing something wrong with the scene that means it's too bland so many movies never show you a clock like a watch or a clock or anything because they're afraid of continuity errors yeah which it, it is a bitch and a half mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that no but it's it's always like the little things of continuity is like, all right, if John Wick just shot three people. And then there were two people on the ground. And then there's like one person on the ground in the, in where the other two fell. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that where it's like, it's bland. It's empty. Or like you'd notice if after an explosion, a guy's hair was messed up in a different way. Yeah. And or like I mean, the, the movie Equilibrium is a great example of a continuity error. I can't not notice anymore. If somebody dies and it shows them in slow motion dropping their sword they were holding, and then they go down to their, their their body drops to their knees, and they're holding the sword. And I'm like, who fucked that up? <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be the editor's fault and the director's fault mm-hmm. for not noticing. Um, but yeah, it... It's just... It's, it's those small things that you should always have just because it really allows you to immerse yourself into the universe. Mm-hmm. Because life and, doesn't have continuity errors. <laughs> right. And, and honestly, I'm sorry, if you're looking around in a movie for something to fixate your eyes on the first time you're watching it, that means it's boring and you're doing yeah, something don't, wrong. Don't do it the first time. I can understand looking for things like second or third viewing. I mean... I don't do it the first. Your average moviegoer shouldn't be looking all over, though. No. Unless no. That, is the, that is the theme of the movie. Yeah, or unless they're making a video entitled 10 Things You Missed in Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, yeah, something like that. Like looking so, for Easter eggs. They did very good with that. Um, but Boyce, basically, we get a neat underwater shot of when he parachutes into the water and he's basically sinking. Mm-hmm. And we get some really cool close-up and underwater shots of him uh, trying to get his knife and cutting through the parachute. And it's just a very tense scene because it's not just kind of like a, oh, he's underwater and then he pops up right away. It's like an actual visible, like, you almost think he's drowning. Yeah, and it's like, oh, wow. Um, He seems like the protagonist, but holy crap. Yeah, there were so many people in World War II as well when they parachuted in, their parachute got caught on trees. And because of the amount of pressure that was, like, on their body from the chute being pulled by those trees, they actually would suffocate. Yeah, and I can't imagine how many people have broken bones. think about it. What is your option? Suffocate or cut the ropes and break your legs? Like, Which, you And know, they do, it, to fairness, paratroopers do learn the proper way to fall so you don't hurt your legs. But at a certain distance, there's no proper way. No. <laughs> there's the, okay, do I want to have a compound fracture or do I want to be able to drag myself? Exactly. Do you want to be able to see the bone? or <laughs> Which is never good. Especially... Really? When, I didn't know Noah. Especially when you think <laughs> about... I, I can't imagine having that decision because it's also like, 
okay, if I move, I might choke myself, but at the same time, if I drop and break my legs, there's an enemy waiting to shoot me exactly. that's hunting around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or dogs, which yeah. is much worse. Um, mm-hmm. Which I like how they played everything from all angles with the enemies. They had, like, the dogs that were running around, attacking and whatnot. Yeah, sorry, if I ever, in any situation, if there was a dog chasing me. Nope, I'm out. Not yeah, doing it's, it. It's... They, they go all out with everything that they can. Um, so Boyce uh, meets up with... Uh, I gotta look up all the character names. He, he meets up with Ford, which is Russell's character. He meets up with Dawson. That's right. And um, who's the guy who's, who, was a, who was a dick? He meets up with Chase. Chase, of course. The photographer. The war photographer. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot... My favorite thing with Chase is he's... He's pulling out like a giant flash standy thing, and Ford walks over. Hey, let me see that real quick, and just chucks it because <laughs> he's like, "The enemy's gonna see that moron." <laughs> right. Um, I hate how they always have these long fucking names for these people. Well, it's not their name; it's their. Well, their it's also their placing. So it's like private first class. Yeah, but I know, if you're looking up the cast, though, I want to be able to see. Yeah, but that's war movies, though. They always have to do private first Rosenfeld. class. Or... It's, so, um... Jacob Rosenfeld is Dominic Applewhite's character, who he also meets up with. No, not yet. Remember? He can't find him, and he gets told that he died. Oh, that's right. There you go. He meets up with Tibbet, who's a, a dick. Yep, so we have Lyle, Ford, um... And he, him and... and Chase. Him and Ford see the sergeant get shot. Yep, Sergeant Rise, or Renzen dies after yeah. that. He asks for a cigarette, and none of them give it to him. To which I was like, dude, I even would have given a Like, you know what I mean? Like... Let the man have one last cancer stick. Exactly, like... That's something that my dad talked about for military stuff. In World War Two, MREs used to come with a cigarette. <laughs> and and you know as bad as they are it's just like well, everyone, give the person the last soothing thing that brings them comfort everyone smoked that back then because they didn't know how bad it was for you they didn't know you could get lung cancer from it well except for the companies well no they didn't even know back then because it hadn't existed for long enough Noah there wasn't enough to do testing that's the same with why they were saying e-cigs are healthy for you years ago. It's like, yeah, they haven't existed long enough to show long-term effects. Now we're finding out it might be worse for you than cigarettes because you're putting metal oh, in they your are. lungs. Yeah. Well, they put all sorts of oil and all sorts of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But we won't get into that because we all know that people are going to be Semantics. Anyway. But yeah, uh, so we got our five. We've got our Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> yeah, in which, uh, while going through the minefield, we do lose somebody pretty... Well, well he it, it sucks as well, because they did the smart thing of making me care about the character before they killed him. Because Dawson, he's been writing, he's trying to write his own book about just being a soldier. And they're like, oh, I'd read it, whatever. Tibbet gives him shit for it. But then he just steps on a mine and blows up. And Boyce is like, where's Dawson? Where's Dawson? With his ears ringing. And they're like, he's dead. He's dead. But he does find his journal. So I like to think his book got published. I would say so. I mean, I I couldn't imagine him just kind of leaving it behind. Which is kind of what I liked about Boyce. Mm -hmm. He's a very sentimental character. Yeah, and I can't... 
imagine too. What I like is that they kind of kept the racism out of this, though. Yeah, that was especially minus with nice. the Nazis, but still. Yeah, but uh, yeah, with the with the uh, what am I trying to say? Opposing with the American characters. Yeah, with the exclusion of the Nazis. I did like that the a lot of the American characters were they were more focused on that. The racism was kind of pushed to the side. They which, didn't be like he's a hero and he's black. They're like he's a hero. Which you know I feel for some people, mm-hmm. especially on such a mission, would have you would have had more people that were just like Rimmies I'm more concerned. <laughs> well, well, no, I feel like you would have had more people that were just mission first. Mission first. Later. Yeah. So I, I can imagine that that's where they were. Which I believe uh, one of our... Wasn't one of our characters also Jewish? Tibbet was, yeah. Yeah, so that... Because I thought he mentioned something too, and that's what made it twice as personal for him. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, sadly we... we uh, yeah, lose Dawson. Again, if you have to pick a way to die, <laughs> that seems pretty painless. Yeah, because I mean... You're just gone the, instantly. This thing, they show that he was blown into pieces. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, he blew up. It was like, oh wow, he's in pieces. Yeah. I think the worst way I would want to die is getting po- poisoned like a character in Game of Thrones. Because it's not like, oh, you go into a lovely sleep. It's like, no, your veins are popping and blood is coming out of your eyes and you're puking. What? <laughs> From a poison that had never been used before. Exactly. Exactly. We won't say the character name, so you guys can't get mad at us. Oh, people... Someone died in Game of Thrones. That's not a spoiler. It's Game of Thrones. Everybody dies. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a spoiler. I don't know who dies, honestly. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just saying, it seems like it, it, no matter what season you watch, everybody dies. I loved during that point where like people who read the books were telling people who only watched the show fake Game of Thrones spoilers. You ready to hear a fake major spoiler for Game of Thrones? Jon Snow, lizard person. <laughs> Turns out he's a white walker. Yeah, exactly. Turns out he eats farts. No. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, anyway. Um, um, so they he... get to the... They, they see... Do they see the woman get taken, Chloe? Yeah, they do see Chloe get picked up. Or no, no, no. Chloe's on her way back. To her house. Yeah, she had snuck out, um, for those of you who are kind of educated on during the Nazi rule. They had a uh, curfew. They had, they had a, curfew. a curfew established. Otherwise, they assumed that you were just a traitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter what you were, if you weren't a ranking officer or male. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were male, you had at least had a chance. We experienced a curfew last year. Yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> Although I don't think as many people died. No. Not nearly as many, obviously. But yeah, basically imagine uh, being in lockdown, but at the threat of death. Mm-hmm. Or worse. Yeah. Probably worse. Worse. Worse than threat of death. It's like, we're Nazis. We're going to take you to a building and do experiments on you. Yeah, which it, I think was the implied thing that they were doing. I'm going to put salt water in your lungs and see how long it takes you to drown. That's not an experiment. That's just sadism? <laughs> it's killing someone very slowly and painfully. But I'm testing the effect. No. No, <laughs> you're just practicing no. sadism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, ugh. You could have easily done that with taking a dead body and using the organs. I feel like any kind of human experimentation is a mistake. You know what I mean? I feel any type of living being experiment. Yeah. Like, they, like I think someone pointed out the difference between experimentation and cruel experimentation. They were like, 
One experimentation would be like, we're going to sew these wings on you and see if you get to fly. A cruel experimentation would be, he gets wings and gets to fly and you just have to watch. <laughs> see, I also think too, I'm sorry for your makeup brands, but if you have to go. test makeup on animals, <laughs> then no, you shouldn't wear it. Yeah, don't put it on, or, I don't know, your face. Or maybe take the risk. You know, the first thing everyone sees when they see you. <laughs> there, there are people in countries who have to use actual feces. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I don't think you need your makeup that bad. Yeah. Yeah, America is not that bad. We, we have toilet paper. Not many other, there are some countries who don't. They use their hands. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't shake hands with people <laughs> in that country. <laughs> Mm. So, elbow <laughs> Um, but yeah, they had a they had a curfew in effect, which I kind of liked how they. That's another thing that they keep very close and true to what, uh, what the time period history regulations and stuff were like. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much, I think it's very much implied that anybody also who was out after a specific time was tested on or abducted for a little bit and brought back. Mm-hmm to test the effects as we learn that there's something wrong with Chloe's aunt. Yeah. She says... Uh, well, she explains later on that yeah. they took her to the, the church and brought her back. And we kind of just get glimpses and shots and, like, we hear noises. Yeah, which is why I was surprised that Meg Foster played her because you, you never see her face. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, Chloe, like, was about to get shot by someone but the main general guy said she could go back but then the um then the americans sneak into her house and she allows them to stay there well did she leave her house first did she she get the gestapo on her first i thought that was the first time you see her because they're scoping out places they can go into yeah and the gestapos who gestapo yes yeah um, so then they come in, uh, and they get situated kind of in there and then they kind of want to make a trade off where the Americans will help her. If I remember right, they, they'll exchange help for each other. I think it's like, wasn't it? you let us stay the night and these guys will get the Nazis out of your town. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It was kind of a trade off. We'll help you. Yeah. Uh, if you're able to help mm-hmm. us. And she has a little brother, so she has more things to care about, you know? Yeah. Which I, I, I liked for once that it wasn't. About a mother, because she looks like she could be about a mother's age. Yeah. So I did like it wasn't a mother-son dynamic, because mm-hmm. it, no, it's just so sister. overdone. Yeah. I like the big sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can assume that something has happened to her family. Yeah. Because it never. Well, don't they, do they allude sticks. to something happened to her mom and dad? I think I so. I think they were they taken into the. I think they were taken into one of the camps. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, she has them hide in the attic, and then they start like figuring out how to plan out all this stuff. Yeah, which. I kind of looked back on it and I was almost like, is that supposed to be kind of a nod to Anne Frank in a way? Or am I overthinking Maybe that? Maybe you're overthinking. I think an attic is just a very obvious place to hide. I don't know. But is it... Well, they didn't really have basements. Did they get separated? I'm trying to think. Because I seem to remember just Boyce and Ford being in the house for a bit. And then <sighs> the reason Boyce left was to get the other guys who... Oh, yeah, they sent Chase and Talbot to scout out the area to see yeah. how many people were guarding. Yeah, no, which Chase... I think Chase got captured, though, during no. that. Mm. No. No, no, the, uh, back. 
the general and the Gestapo come to the house, and he, uh, they send the, um, he sends some guys up to see if he's, if they're there, and he doesn't find them, but then he sends those guys away, and he tries to... Captain Waffner. Yeah, Waffner. He tries to, uh, how can I put this delicately and with class? Oh, he tries to munch on her vagoo. Yeah, he's a very molesterish mm-hmm. individual. Um, I, do, I do remember my brother watching this in the theaters and being like, I do remember someone being like, oh, he's a pleaser. That's different. And I'm like, no, that's not what that is. <laughs> like, just because he wants to go down on her, it doesn't mean he's not a creep. <laughs> yeah. Which, you get the idea that this was like the unconsensual arrangement that in exchange... Yeah. We won't for her take life. you or your brother to get experimented on, but I get to chow. Yeah, which was like, oh, so you're not even just like I get to a terrible box. person. Yeah, you're like the Joker from the Joker comic. Yeah, but my Love favorite is he's about to, and that's when Boyce has enough, so he just puts a gun to the back of his head while his face is in between her legs, and I'm like, which, I'm guessing that's a position he didn't think he'd ever be in. Which I have to say, <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't a. Even though this is radar, I'm glad they didn't do a full-on rape scene. Yeah, but well, it was hilarious though, yeah. to see Waffner slowly take his head out and yeah, be like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, oh, even, even though Ford almost let it happen, he almost he he tried to stop boys from stopping it just so they could maintain cover. Yeah, Ford which, figured they'd smash and then he'd leave. Which you know. I, I Which, get it, it but it, it's it, very hard to sit and watch somebody who just offered their home exactly. and their life. Exactly, and, and like, while it would have been, like, while it would have been easier, and the mission would have been easier to just let him go after they had the way, it's like, I can't, I don't know, I don't care the stakes, I can't, you can't sit there and do nothing. For anybody, for anybody, yeah, to have something yeah. like that. And the fact that they, she had a little brother, too, so it's like... Exactly, like... You, you gotta do at least something. I, how are you supposed to live with your conscience, knowing that you could have done something? Especially when somebody offers, in, like, one of the worst times, in the source of mm-hmm. one of the worst terrorist and mass murder groups mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. And you're just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, terrible things are happening to them on yeah. account of that they're... More so, too, that they're looking for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's also we're, our fault. We're part of the reason. Yeah. Yeah, so you're sitting there like, yeah, okay. So. They hold him captive for a while. Yeah, and which eventually Ford finally starts to play in his ballpark. Because mm-hmm. Waffner refuses to say, say anything. anything. Which is expected. Which, you get the idea that Ford really just hates Nazis, but he's very composed. Well, it's creepy because, like, they ask, like, what's the security like in the church and all that stuff? And all he does is smile. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's unnerving. Which, also, you can tell Waffner's insane just because of the mere fact that even when Ford starts to beat the ever-living shit out of him, he still just kind of smiles and is yeah, like, Yeah, he's fine eh. with it. Okay, keep going. You're finally on my level. Yeah, like he's smiling with a blood-covered face. Which, I like that Ford doesn't exactly get angry. He's just like, he, he gets, I'm on your level, so... He he uses the anger when he needs to use it to interrogate. But then yeah. after it's over, he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which, Ford is a very arguably great 
but not great leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solely because of that. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he has boys go and try and find Chase and Tibbet, but while he's doing that, he gets chased by dogs and hides under a truck. Right. That goes straight into the belly of the beast. And it's... It is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of their, their sneaking around and clever tactics, which was also very good. I, I really like the creative ways that they found to sneak around. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, too, were also just things that made you squirm. Like, one of the one of the ways they sneak into uh, is a body or a truck full of dead bodies. Yeah, and they're just hiding among amongst them. Yeah, and it's like, how do you sit when clearly some of these people have been dead? Their eyes are glazed over, so they've been yeah. dead for like I can get, I can get half a day. I can get maybe like hiding in a pile of like around recently dead bodies, just like lying down and pretending to be dead. But with them on top of you, no dice. Being dumped on, and these people have clearly been dead for at least twelve hours. Yeah, because their they eyes have glazed flies. over and they're. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the smell, or the fact that they're white and their eyes are glazed over. So they've clearly been dead for like. Or yeah, like, 12 what's hours. the other? What's the other form of hiding that I couldn't have done? You ever see Hacksaw Ridge? No. He hides under a mound of dirt, and like all he has is one eye exposed, so he can see what's happening. And people like the people who would have killed him walk on top of him, and oh. he has to not make a sound. See that? Hard yeah. pass. <laughs> Things people do for survival. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I say hard pass right now, but when I'm in that situation... Oh, no. If you have an option out of all the options that you can weigh... Yeah. Even if that's the easiest, you probably wouldn't pick it. Unless exactly. you had to. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the... I can't remember what movie it was, but, like, a guy hid under some bodies, and then while people were walking near, he just slightly moved his hand up and shot, shot, shot. And I can't remember what movie that is now. Glorious Bastards? Maybe, but I was like, I could see, I could see someone doing that, you know? It's not their default setting, but I could see it, you know? It seems like an Inglorious Bastards thing, just because I've heard so much about the movie, never seen it yet. It's on oh, my it's list. Great. Oh, it's great. Why do you, we should have a double feature with Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained, just so we can see a buttload of racists get murdered constantly. That would be fun. I'd enjoy. Um... But yeah, so he ends up going into the church and Q seeing messed up things. Yeah, we get a lot of experimentation, which we get the... Imagine a super soldier serum, Mm -hmm. but red. Yeah. And could bring you either back to life or keep you alive. So in other words, you could rip your entire head and spine out and still be alive. Yeah, we see a woman's head... Severed head, but with the spine attached, and she's saying, help me. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. It was basically like if you've, if any, for all of you who have seen um, Return of the Living Dead, yeah. where they explain their pain. Oh yeah, how like, that's why they eat brains, because when they're digesting it, that's the only time they don't feel pain. Yeah, so it's like, oh! It makes sense. You feel the pain of not only rotting as a zombie, mm-hmm. but... The pain of also what you died. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So So if you smashed into an electrical box and lit on fire, you feel like you're constantly being on fire and electrocuted. I could see why you would eat brains. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, oh. Well, and then there's like, there's the big, uh, like, he looks through a hole and we get a jump scare of like a red eyed 
slimy dude who's like hairless. Yeah, we get a bunch of different the, cells. Whoever of... they got for these physical actors, fantastic job. Yeah, which one of them I think had I can't remember what the name was, but they were in a couple different horror and action movies. Probably. And they did a lot of physical acting too, which was pretty pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And they're quite popular. Yeah, they they did absolutely phenomenal with casting both uh, the cast and then their extras. Yeah, their physical extras. Yeah. Um. So we get a lot of mess up shots, and we and you assume that these are multiple stages of what the serum has done, mm-hmm. or multiple versions or variants yeah. of them trying to get it. Because we also see like a hole in the ground that just has black liquid. Right. And yeah, we find out what that is later. But which I like also that uh, I like the explanation that it comes from the earth, and they had to refine it with science. You know, it did. It wasn't just like we invented this or we just found it and tried this and it worked. Like it took time, trial, errors, testing, planning, like, which made it seem more realistic mm-hmm. as to why they were just abducting people. Yeah, you got um, subjects. I also very much like that this movie very much focused on just that aspect in these labs, not mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other tests. Yeah. Um, as A, I don't think that being an outpost and a primary target would have been mm-hmm. anything but what it was meant to be. Exactly. Especially because when you learn... Because keep in mind, too, that the tower that they're destroying... The, nobody has any knowledge except the Nazis that this place exists. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, not only have we just found like this main command center, yeah. but it's also got a lab. So it also makes you wonder how many other platoons mm-hmm. discovered in other locations yeah. that there's some really wacky, messed up experimentation going yeah. on down well, there. Well, and I like the symbolism of it being in a church. Yeah, the most holy place can have the most horrific... Terrifying things, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like that idea of other platoons finding other things. Like, it, it reminds me of, what was it? Wolf Soldiers? Where there's like a platoon of... Oh, you mean Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers, thank you. I was close. I knew I was close. A great movie that's very underestimated. Very underrated. Very underrated. Yeah. But he finds his friend who everyone said died. <laughs> yeah. I have to the watch Jewish, it again. He's it's the Jewish so... guy. The other Wait, guy, Tib- Tibbet's Italian. This guy's Jewish. Okay, that's right. Yeah, but when it's it's when he's getting him out of here that made me cringe because he like he pulls the thing out of his chest and it's like a needle that goes through his abdomen and it's like a thick needle and I was like, no. Well, they also stitched it in. Yeah, they stitched it in, so he has to yank that off too. And it's so like, he's trying to keep him quiet, rip out the stitches because mm-hmm. there's nothing to cut it while also taking the needle out. And and then he's like, he's helping him, he has to help him out, so now he's got, he's holding someone while trying to get them out of this place. Yeah, and to which his friend is also just kind of like, you should just leave me, or like, kill me, Uh so I don't have to go through this, but you also don't don't, risk. Your your percentage of survival is going down the longer you're dragging my ass around. Yeah, and people have to know what's happening. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But he he like gives him a gun and has him cover because do they get discovered kind of they do but they never like find them they just know like kind of where they are they 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 hear the direction that the commotion is coming from um 
<laughs> this is the exact face you would be having. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very tense. The tension in this was timed perfectly. Um, one of the other weird things, too, before we move on past the lab, is that there's also one of these, like, birth sacks. Yeah. And it, like, and, has... They're, like, sewed up... They look like birth sacks, and there's people, like... In there's a person in them like moving their arms around. And, like, yeah, they're like in the fluid, mm-hmm. like in this fluid. It's a lot of visuals that I appreciate it because it just it looks really weird. Well, also it was all practical. I believe most of it was actually practical. Oh sure. So I also I also like that that they they created something and it was all practical. I think this was the least practical thing from that whole movie, but even them. I mean, it's possible, but they probably use CGI. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. used CGI, so it was the least practical. That was the implication I was getting. I just... Well, I'm just thinking in my head, like, oh, they could have pulled it off without CGI, probably. Maybe. It would have been much, much harder, though. Yeah, it, no, it cannot be denied that it would have been... It would have probably been more like a all hell. Yeah. cosplay thing than anything. Because mm-hmm. um, some of these creatures do have practical. Or right. completely practical. But we'll say why that one had to be digital. Um... Into which, after uh, Private Boyce and them escape, he brings them back to be... And he gives he gives Ford the vial with the syringe. Yeah, and he's kind of... so. Into which Ford's response is to obviously go over to Wafner, and he's like, what the hell is this? Well, he, he, he chastises Boyce, because he's like, you understand if you had gotten caught, you would have, like, ruined this whole thing. And he goes, but I didn't. That doesn't matter. Like, you could have. That's the point. Like... And I get it. As a commander, that's your job. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... What I didn't like about Boy... Or, uh... What I didn't like about Ford, too, is that he was too busy ridiculing... To congratulate? Yeah. That's what Jarhead... That's Jarhead, though. I you mean... That's a, that's a military man. It's just kind of like... Yeah, but we also need to know that we need to destroy the other thing as well. Yeah, because he did get you a lot of intel. Because he was like, I don't know is happening in there but it is scary as balls live yeah and it was like well what if that leaves that room mm-hmm. like this is way more important than just a, a jamming tower but like he asks him about the vial and again he does the smile <laughs> he's just like hmm. yeah so I mean but then uh, well, they like tie him up and punch him he punches him a bunch with like some knuckle dusters yeah and to which Boyce is letting his his emotions rack because he doesn't want for to kill him kill him but he also doesn't want him to end up being like them yeah yeah exactly don't stoop to their level that whole thing and after that he basically um he um Wafner escapes. Well, because so they keep him tied up, and then they plan how they're gonna attack the base, and then Chase he plays dead while he's tied up. So Chase unties him, drops him to the floor, and then he blindly grabs the gun and shoots Chase. That's right. And then he runs out of there. Ford shoots his face <laughs> like he shoots, or no, he doesn't. He doesn't run out of there yet. Like, he gets retied up. Because then we see Chase... Uh, Boyce sticks him with the red stuff, and Chase comes back. But then, like, 
his bones contort and he's like he he crushes the water can and like his neck goes back and you see his spine through his throat and like it's terrifying it is so so perfect though it is so uh because then he gets shot like a bunch by ford with his um tommy gun and just doesn't feel anything until he doesn't get phased and the only thing that gets him down after like almost killing everybody is Boyce has to knock him down and just hit smash his head until there's nothing. Yeah, and what you tell that this clearly has like a huge mental effect on him, mm-hmm. psychological effect. Uh, in which Ford basically has to pull him off. Yeah. And be like, "All right, he's, All right, he's dead. dead. You got him." Yeah. But the guy um, explains, like, what is that stuff, and he goes. What is the line he says that's in all the trailers? The thousand-year Reich needs thousand-year soldiers? Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. To which it's like, oh, okay, so even if their people die, they're just going to stick them with that, and they can keep fighting. Yeah, which is a horrifying thought. Well, it reminded me of, um... God, what's that movie? What is that movie where the blonde girl in a school outfit has a samurai sword? You know what I'm talking about. I think Snyder made it. Let me. She look. fights like stone samurais and then Nazis and then goblins and a dragon. You're talking about it... Sucker Punch? Thank you. Yes, yeah, Sucker Punch. It reminded me of that because that's their explain away for that sequence with the in the war because they're like they put gears and steam in their soldiers so they could keep going. Yeah, which I I have to have to watch. Uh... Sucker Punch. Visually, too. that movie's great. Yeah, I've heard the story is not so good. Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but I mean, Zexter knows how to make killer visuals. Mm-hmm. He knows how to make anything look pretty. But anyways, um, they ended up. He ends up getting. Yeah. Sorry, I freaking yeah. Waffner escapes again, but because they obviously people heard the gunshots. So they're shooting at the house. But Ford's able to get a shot off on him and blow out his cheek. <laughs> yeah, which I liked because it was like, oh. You got him. I'm, yeah. I'm glad he didn't die. Now you got to suffer even more. Yeah, you have to be ugly. Yeah. I was like, huh, if you just would have died. Exactly. <laughs> which, speak- speaking as both someone who has died and is an ugly person, I, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say so- ugly. Oh, thank you. Anyway, uh, no, the pandemic's been great. I get to cover 90% of my face. Uh, anyways, um, they end, you know what I love when I make jokes and no one's laughing? <laughs> I, I would, well, I was looking for a sound to play and it's not there. Oh, the ha 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 sound? Sure. That's, that's what I like. Oh, the cricket sound. Shut up. Anyways, um, <laughs> they go and they do their plan, which is they have um, they have heavy machine guns, so they're going to have two guys shoot at the gate and make it seem like there's way more of them. But one of the things they also did to like start off that was they kidnapped a Nazi guy and put him on a bike and duct taped a grenade to his mouth. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um they had to really set it in there, because that grenade was in there. Yeah, even when they pulled the tape off, he was like... Yeah, which I liked. It was kind of like... 
Not only did his head just go bam, yeah, but then the bike went. Pfft. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, we don't really want to blow you all up. We want to make you feel tear. Well, then they so that was their distraction, and then Ford and boys came in and started setting the charges. Uh, Waffner takes like what is it, six of the vials? Like he takes a lot of it. No, he takes one, and then he takes another, and then I think he took two or three in full. Okay. okay. And the doctor's he, sitting there going, Nine, it's not ready. Nine, what are nine, you doing? Nine, nine, yeah. Yeah. And then he, like, turns around and smiles with his missing half a face, which is very... It's CGI, but it, like, We did still... mention he took uh, Chloe's little brother, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why they have to go there and they're not blowing it up for... And that's why Chloe goes with them. And then we get the great scene of her getting the flamethrower and burning a bunch of Nazis. Well, it's a very action-packed scene, so it's kind of like when you're when you're not watching it, you kind of forget. Yeah, because that's right. That's how he escaped, is he took the little boy as, like... Yeah, he uses him as a human shield, which is like, Cowardice wow, asshole. you're a pussy. Exactly. So instead of, you know, sacrificing your own life... I like you're a chicken better. Because you're a pussy sounds degrading to females, who I think are tougher than men, honestly. They do push life into this world. Mm Mm-hmm. They they make a baby with their body, and then push the baby through their body, and then proceed to feed the baby with their body. And in the words of Jim Gaffigan, if you think about the male contribution to life, it's kind of embarrassing. And every single baby, you know, not 90% of them look like frickin' aliens. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, in the words of Jim Gaffigan, if you think about the male contribution to life, it's kind of embarrassing. I helped, too, for like five seconds, doing the only thing I think about 24 hours a day. <laughs> you know, definitely not only 10% of babies. Anyway, cute. enjoy your morning sickness. I'm going to eat me some chili. <laughs> and then push out that 90% of all babies that look like aliens. Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines from Friends. What, what, what does the baby look like? I don't like my Uncle Ed covered in jello. <laughs> I think babies look like aliens. But you, yeah, you so, say that, but I can't wait to be there when you have your first kid and be like, it's beautiful. And then I look at you, it looks like an alien, Noah, and you're like, fuck you. No, I probably wouldn't be. I'd, I've come to terms with my my kid will probably See, it'll either look like me when I'm little. But you, know you say you've come to terms with it, but you haven't had the kid yet. <laughs> you now and you after having that kid is a very different person. <laughs> Everybody's gonna find their own kids cute. Yeah. But you're not I'm not gonna be surprised if somebody says it looks like an alien. No, no, you will. You will. That's the thing. Like, that's just how life works. It doesn't that's that's every human being ever. My baby's beautiful, isn't it? Sure. Totally doesn't look like Joe Pesci with less of a face. Like <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'm the kind of person who would say that. Yeah. But um, no, but I know, but I'm saying if you were on the receiving end, you'd be offended. But anyways. Um, they do kidnap Chloe's brother, which is yes. kind of one of those <laughs> things we back on watching. topic. They kidnap Chloe's um, brother, and they find him in a cell, and they accidentally let out, like, a really big... I, I like think to... that's Chloe, because she kind of goes there alone, doesn't she? No, they all go with her. Yeah, but I think Chloe goes to the cell wing alone while... While Ford and Boyce set the charges. Yeah, and yeah, then... And you... then she gets him and lets out, uh, what am I going to call him? Berserker Jail. She lets him out because there's some Nazis that were going to kill her, so she opens the door. <laughs> yeah, which, you, didn't one of them get dragged in there, and then you see, like, a little bit, like, mass amount of blood just... Yep. And it was like, 
Oh, so you obviously made him not very happy. Mm-hmm. It looks like in a movie where like something with a tentacle drags something off screen and then you just see splat. Yeah, except not that much. Or it looks like it so looks, it freaks looks, you out that much more. Or it looks like in um, Ready or Not when the people run off screen and then they exploded off screen, so you just see splatter. <laughs> yeah, and it was. I don't know. I kind of like that, but it's freakier mm-hmm. when you only see like a fourth of what should have came out, and then you're sitting there like, "Oh, so I can only imagine what that room looks like now and what happened." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. But then, um. Chloe goes, uh, the thing later. Yeah, I said I mentioned that she kills some Nazis with a flamethrower. Yeah, she looks. She looks like Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the she, prequel she thing. Like, she looks like Mary. Yes, yes, you're 100 percent right. And it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and was. Then they. Uh, I about that. They're they're rigging up the explosives, but um. What's his name? Kerfstein? Wolfstein? Waffner. Waffner. Kerfstein? What the hell, mate? Anyway, Waffner. He catches them and destroys the detonator. So it's that classic story of, like, one of us has to stay behind to blow the whole thing, so sacrifice, because we're a hero. But he's, like, beating the shit out of Ford, like, really bad. And Boyce keeps setting charges. And then Ford does the, again, the hero thing of taking the serum so he can be stronger and understanding that he's going to have to stay behind to blow himself up. Well, we also have to say one of the most cringe-inducing moments mm-hmm. is when before he takes that, Wafter picks him up and impales him on a freaking yes! hook. He straight up Texas chainsaws him. And he doesn't just do it like, personally, he does it under his ribs. Ugh. So he literally takes him, doesn't just put it through him, puts it under his ribs mm-hmm. where he knows. So, you well, see yeah, four I mean, the through. Rib, it's gonna hold through the rib, man. Yeah, so you see Ford this whole time, like, it didn't you know, he's trying to position himself in a way that he can mm-hmm. unhook through his ribs and just yeah. fall without landing on another rib and breaking it. So exactly. it's like, oh, dude. Yeah. And then they let out a bunch of those things and... Yeah, a bunch of like the... Uh, the infected. Which I, I... There's a... I can't remember. There's like a specific name they call like different zombies and stuff. The... Uh, Walkers? I don't know. But... Drones. Drones, yeah, that works. They let him out, and then Ford's like, the detonator's busted, I gotta blow it. And, oh yeah, and Waffner explains the whole thing of, like, they found the black water underneath the church. Like, they dig, they dug and they found it. Like, it's not like a big magical story. It's just like, oh, we found it. You know, I almost wonder if it, they, they were trying to, if it's something similar to Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, I feel like. Probably. It, it, it just seems well, a little Nazis, interesting that... In World War Two, like, they say it in Indiana Jones, but we kind of, like, write it off. No, the Nazis were looking for holy artifacts. They were looking for anything that could give them the edge. Yeah, which, in Even their mind... power things. Yeah. Which, no matter how bad you are, imagine if, from biblical times, mm-hmm. the Ark of the Covenant had the power of God. Yeah. You really telling me if you were, you, you know, try trying to, to take it. over the world, you wouldn't try and find it if well, you had intel? And they're also, they were looking for the spear of destiny, because legend had it. I love that phrase. Legend has it. Oh, yeah, who's legend? Um, that if he was holding it, he would keep, the war, he, the war would keep going in his favor if Hitler had it. That was their whole thing. But, like, that's why I didn't mind the plot of Captain America the First Avenger, because it shows Hydra looking for the Tesseract, and I'm like, yeah. Kind of what they were doing. 
Like, well, what else were they supposed to do? Yeah, we have uh, limited forces, and while we don't really care as most people are expendable, yeah. we also kind of need them to not be as expendable as they're being right now. Exactly. So let's go find something that can do the power, so that way we can still have expendables, but we also have a backup plan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they end up, like, they end up blowing the place. Yeah, which, uh... Because Ford says no one can know about this, not even us. Because he knows that the U.S. government will immediately use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And... That was another thing we learned in the Suicide Squad, but we won't say. Yeah, um... One of the best... And one of the best things. I love how after they blew up Waffner and he starts crawling out of the pit... Yeah. Um, you get... Ford is like, you gotta blow this whole fucking place up. And he's got, yeah. like, a... He's got, was, like... Because he's taking the serum and he, like... He's really bad. Like, we're talking, like, his half his face looks black and, like, there's veins everywhere. And... Yeah, he starts bleeding from his eyes, like, uh... Who did... Who was that they killed earlier? Chase. Yeah, Chase. He starts looking like Chase. Um... The creepiest thing is looking at how Frankenstein Waffner looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, because he threw him in the pit, but then he came back and he even looks scarier. Because they threw him in and then blew him up, but then he came back like... With well, just... he blew up when he fell in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he did. But, but then he... Waffner. Yeah. Yeah, but then he just came back looking worse. Yeah, and then uh, one thing, too, that Ford ended up doing is he stole one of his... Uh, custom, I think it was like an official rank for his rank, a lighter issued to like high ranking official Nazis, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, weird thing to give, but go on. Uh, he's sitting there with it, takes takes out, takes a look at it, and goes, I think I'm done with this. Yeah, thanks. Gives him the hugest smile, fuck you smile, and the whole place blows up. Uh, it's one of my favorite scenes because it just was so badass and raw like Ford just knows and he's like ah well fuck it yeah exactly you know what's interesting to me about this movie and I just looked at it from the poster huh I love how yeah Dawson dies like almost immediately via stepping on a mine he's on the poster (laughs) yeah he's on the poster but the Jewish guy they save isn't (laughs) neat huh I couldn't tell you as to why that is yeah well, maybe it was to keep the surprise that he would come back, but that that probably isn't. I would I would assume I would assume there's no agenda. But um. Anyways, uh, they. Well, we get this awesome long shot of Boyce trying to escape, in which it looks like they either they did it on one shot, which yeah, or they seamlessly edit it in such a way because we have Boyce running. And each and every way he's going, the whole place is collapsing. So he'll, like, run around a corner and have to stop, drag himself, pick himself up, run. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one scene, we get a cool door shot where he's trying to ram open a door with his shoulder. Yeah. Um, And he just does a full sprint. But it's just seeing how many angles they got while doing this single shot. So for those of you who liked Daredevil Season 3, I don't care what anybody says that should have won an award it was mm-hmm. filmed phenomenally um it's kind of like that so it's another very cool like single shot scene action sequence and then we get 
we see Boyce running out as the whole tower collapses behind him. And that's kind of where another continuity thing comes in because we see the Nazis that they killed in the, uh, you know, before they went in and the exploded bits of the motorcycle and stuff like that. Yeah. Which was a really nice touch to add that they basically just fucked everyone up. Exactly. And uh, they, they make it and the rest of the U.S. forces come in. They get assigned to another company, and uh, happily ever after. Yeah, which uh, it's kind of funny because, as a because they do ask Boyce too, mm-hmm. as to if there's anything down there and worth like, no. searching through. He's like, obviously no. Which you get the idea that his commanding officer is a little skeptical. Like, yeah, because he took a bit to answer. Yeah, so he's like, but I'll take your word on it because whatever it is, probably. Maybe should be down there. <laughs> um, uh, that was Overlord. Yeah, I do like how they sent him on an assignment right after. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, Don't yeah, even give him a break. And... They thought like they might be able to get to go home, but it's like nah, that's too yeah. easy. And, and who who's the one who said it? Where he's like, thought we'd at least get a vacation for everything Tibbet. we went through. Yeah, Tibbet. You thought they'd go home. Yeah. So. But that's Overlord. It's a great movie. Check it out. Yes, it's, check, it's... It, check out Overlord. Not the movie that also came out in 2018. Nazi Overlord. This is a real movie. That's right, <laughs> the asylum. That's what they were parodying. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing is, like, when you go... With like, back in the day, you'd go to Blockbusters and, like... Blockbuster, Blockbusters. And, like, a movie would come out that was very similar to a big movie... And they just made it because people would get confused by it and they would just make quick cash. It didn't need to be good. It just, the name needed to work. So, like, like when Da Vinci came out, Da Vinci Code came out, they also had Leonardo Da Vinci's Mystery. <laughs> and there was well, a dead body beneath the Mona Lisa. You know what was even worse, if you really think about it? Uh, they have alternative release titles, too, sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes what you think was the actual... What wasn't act, the actual movie is the actual movie. Right, and, like, in, <laughs> in Japan, they have alternate translations for movies, too. Or, or like, oh, in yeah, other countries. Like, like, I think the translation for Home Alone is My Little Angel, <laughs> or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. I love language barrier stuff, man. My little angel. Yeah. Taking on all these criminals yeah, exactly. and doing the worst Tobin Bell jigsaw stuff. Yes. But in any case, that was Overlord. Uh, hope you guys watched it. If not, watch it now after hearing the entire plot, because sure. I mean, it's worth visually. That's all mm-hmm. I can say. I can't really say Yeah, us that. talking never does any of these movies justice. No. Unless they're a bad movie. Oh, yes. Which, uh, check out uh, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. The review, not the movie. Yeah. Unless you like plagiarism. If you want to see Noah get visibly angry on an audio podcast, watch our review of Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, you can hear it in my voice enough to paint a picture. Yeah, listen to our review of High Life. <laughs> yeah, that was appalling. Uh, that was very appalling. But in any case. <laughs> uh, that has been Film Nerd's Hour. He's been Nathaniel Shoemaker. He's been Noah Sweeto. We will see you next week. So long, everyone. Bye.